Welcome to the Good Spell, guys. It's going to be a good first episode. It's a beautiful day outside here in Kansas City, Missouri. How are you guys doing today? Um, I hope I hope you all are doing good, after, especially after Thanksgiving. It was a, it was a really good Thanksgiving for, for my family and I. We, we actually spent it with our church in, uh, in Olathe, Kansas, or at least that area. And it was a blessing. There must have been 40 or 50 people there, all at our deacon's house. <laughs> uh, it was awesome. So much food. There was a lot of food. And as Baptists, you know, we we love food. So what's up? Uh, this is The Good Spell, the first episode of The Good Spell. And no, we're not doing magic. Doing nothing like doing nothing like that, as a matter of fact. My original plan was to uh, record video for this podcast as well. Um, in fact, I kind of made a little different of a set, uh, a whole different set. Uh, didn't put that much work into it or anything, but the plan was to make it a video as well as a podcast. But I think with the Baptist Reformation podcast and video, you guys have enough video content to watch, at least for now. I may actually end up using the new background for uh, for the Baptist Reformation podcast instead. Uh, that way I can get some use out of that. But uh, anyways, this is a good spell. Why is it called the good spell? The good spell is just the old etymology of the word gospel. And by that, I mean old English. Uh, it looks like God's spell, if you look it up at in the Old English, uh, but actually the O is, is pronounced U, so it's the good spell. And uh, that's the that's the name I I, uh, I picked for this podcast. Why? Um, not exactly sure why, because this podcast is not going to be scripted or outlined even. We're just going to be addressing issues, but we're going to be addressing issues from a gospel perspective. And more specifically from the perspective of, you know, especially when it, when it applies, uh, uh, this perspective of Reformed Baptists, uh, because we're the Baptist Reformation, right? I mean, this is a, a podcast in the uh, kind of within the the uh, Baptist Reformation. We don't really have a network, but you call it the Baptist Reformation Network, I guess. Makes it sound fancier. So what are we going to talk about today? Um, well, I jumped on the Daily Wire, which is Ben Shapiro's deal, and... Uh, uh, this morning, and I saw <laughs> two Utah teens steal plane on Thanksgiving and successfully land before being arrested. And uh, how in the world? I mean, I, I if I was that age, uh, it says they're 14-year-old and 15-year-old. How in the world? I mean, there's no way I would even think about doing that. I don't know. Maybe their parents taught them to fly. I don't know. I didn't read the whole article. I just thought it was hilarious um, that that was the headline of, of any news news article. Um, to Utah, it says, it says, while most teens were recovering from a turkey coma and spending time with loved ones, a 14-year-old and a 15-year-old in northeast Utah stole a small plane on Thursday and took it for a short flight 
before safely landing it and being arrested. Can you imagine being a cop on that scene? Well, I can't even get mad at this, really, because, you know, you guys are not even adults. And on Thanksgiving, you stole an airplane, landed it successfully <laughs> before we could even answer the call. Uh, that's impressive. I don't even know if you could be, you know, disappointed at that. Uh, but it's still wrong because they stole. Uh, stealing is a sin per the Eighth Commandment. So we're not supposed to we're not supposed to steal, but uh, it's a it's an interesting story. Um, man, what are we going to talk about? I don't know. Uh, the 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 uh, the the con to not having an outline is not knowing what to talk about. But I figured I I would I would begin our little our sessions here with a relevant relevant uh, kind of an, uh, a headline maybe on a secular news website, and then move move from there into something this is not a very serious headline it's not one that you know we gotta break it down see why it's incorrect and from a from a gospel worldview perspective um a lot of things going on as a matter of fact there's so much going on that it's hard to pick any one thing to talk about i guess we could talk about you know there was a a young man who took it upon himself to go uh share the gospel with the North Sentinel people, which is one of the most isolated people groups in the world, uh, if not the most isolated people groups in the world. And he was killed. Uh, They killed him. And they're notorious for killing anyone who approaches their island. They don't want any external, apparently they don't want any external influences on them. And I, you know, I see a, a, I see mixed uh, kind of mixed perspectives on this, you know, jump on Facebook and you always get a plethora of, you know, opinions on, on things. Oh, this guy was an idiot because he, uh, because he ventured to share the gospel and put himself in a dangerous situation. Uh, or this guy's, you know, a hero. Uh, so you get, you know, opinions all over this, all over the place, uh, usually at two opposite ends of the spectrum. So I, I don't know what to think of it. Um, I guess initially I, I would just say that, you know, the guy wanted to share the gospel with the people that is, that are isolated. Um, and uh, I, I, you know, I do not think there's anything wrong with that at the bottom, at bottom. Is there a better way he could have gone about it? Oh, sure. Yeah, there's always a better way you can go about doing something. The problem is, is, is in sharing the gospel, uh, there's not a, there's not a, you know, there's not a, a templated way to share the gospel. Uh, he could have went with a team of people, but then his thinking is probably, well, that would be intimidating to them. Uh, it would put them at risk. It's probably more safe uh, if it were just I going in there um, and trying to make contact with them, befriending them, uh, trying to proclaim the gospel to them. Um, so I can see where he would, he, he, he might be coming from or might've been coming from. Um, absolutely a, a savage people, at least from a Western, uh, coming from a Westernized mindset, uh, killed him. No questions asked. Um, 
I don't know if he was armed with any basic knowledge. I know there's some people in India that supposedly have a knowledge of the Sentinel language. Um, very rare uh, individuals. I don't know if he had some basic knowledge of how to communicate with them or, you know, I don't, I'm not sure. I, I don't know the specifics. I just wanted to speak to kind of the divide between people uh, on the issue. For, for one, I don't even know why people get into arguments about stuff like this. Um, as if, you know, they, they, they would have it all planned out in their mind the perfect, most perfect way possible. Uh, everybody's an expert when they get on Facebook, by the way, um, uh, including myself. When I get on Facebook, I am a master of theology with a doctorate in uh, theology proper, something in theology proper, um, and maybe apologetics. Uh, it, it's just this this tendency to, to want to speak to situations that we encounter, and there's nothing wrong with that, but, I mean, come on, the guy's dead, the family's mourning, and you have people that come out, this, you know, and they polarize over this. They get into arguments over it. You know, I... The guy had the best intentions. He wanted to proclaim the gospel to an isolated people group. Would, would we do that? Would we do that? Well, we could come up with every excuse in the book to not do that. Well, we don't have the means to do it yet. There's no way to friendship evangelize these people first. We could come up with a thousand different excuses of why we wouldn't do what he did. Uh, the truth of the matter is, is, is uh, you know, I, I, I really think he trusted, he trusted the Lord. Uh, to sustain him in that, and uh, it was the Lord's will uh, means to take him home that way, and uh, and f- glory be to God. Um, it's sad, uh, and it's and it's really sad that people polarize over something like that, as if they could do something better. That's that's the attitude though that we we get generally on Facebook. We get we have people who are keyboard warriors. Most of the time, those keyboard warriors. <laughs> are also social justice warriors. They want to talk about everything social justice, but they have never stepped foot in a poverty-stricken neighborhood like you know, Independence or Prospect Avenue here in Kansas City to give the gospel to to any of those people. You know, uh, they want Christians to step out of their comfort zone and 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 make make a better life, or or at least, uh, you know, see these see these individuals as equals. Which I don't know how that's not happening. Not seen one real example of it yet. But they themselves will not take the gospel to 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 these people. They want to talk about it a lot on Facebook. But uh, do they ever do any sort of evangelism? I mean, besides Facebook evangelism. It's funny because, uh, uh, and I'm going to drop his name, I don't, I don't really care, Jared Wilson uh, at Midwestern Seminary, which is the school I attend, I'm supposed to graduate there December 7th, um, you know, made this tweet remark about how, you know, people, uh, you know, they'll, they'll talk about, you know, they'll be anti-social justice warriorism, you know, but they don't share the gospel on Facebook. Last time I checked, I, I didn't know it was a requirement to share the gospel on Facebook. Um, but but that that was the tactic, right? To to discredit anyone who criticized 
his perspective. And it always turns personal too, doesn't it? When you when you when you start asking intellectual questions, well, what are the statistics? Or, you know, give some evidence. Or what are what are some solid hard goals or or solutions that we could put in place to prevent this from happening? You'll never get answers to those things. You'll get replies that have to do with your person. How dare you ask questions like that? Oh, you you ask questions like that because you're blinded by your whiteness or something like that, your white privilege or whatever. And and that's just that's just how the cookie crumbles. That's just and and I and I've noticed that. Speaking of that, maybe this is our topic today. Talk about how to interact with each other, whether that be online or in person or whatever. Because I've had a lot of conversations with uh, you know presuppositional uh, brothers brothers in Christ who take the presuppositional position, which is more than just apologetics, by the way. It's an epistemological framework. It's a philosophy, um, which there's nothing wrong with that in and of itself, but I believe it to be a wrong philosophy. Um, but in, in talking about their positions, in questioning, asking the hard questions and debating them on the facts, the the responses always turn turn around to the person. You this, you that, you this, you that. You don't understand. You, you know, you're not being fair. You're not reformed. You're neglecting a reformed apologetic. You're neglecting a reformed epistemology. By the way, for those who are just tuning in, epistemology is just the study of how humans know things. So, you know, that, that's the kind of, that's the kind of responses I've been getting. I mean, more often, more often than not, I mean, from the social justice warriors, from the presuppositionalists, and, and and I've done this myself. I don't want to look like I'm I'm setting myself up on the high horse, uh, because I, I I'm not. I'm 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 fallible. I I've I've made mistakes. But guys, I mean, somebody's got to say something. Um, the, these the, these are conversations that that deal with facts, and like Ben Shapiro says, you know, facts don't care about your emotions. I don't really care what you think about me. I want to hear the defense of your position. I want to hear what you have to say about the things you think are facts. I want you to defend your claims. And, and that, that to do that, you have no, there's no need to, to take it to a personal level. Um, and, and it seems like, and here's the thing, I, and I'm convinced of this, when, when the conversation shifts from the facts to ad hominem attacks on the person, uh, the person who is, who is making it personal has lost the, the debate, the discussion, whatever. When you, when, you have to, when you have to divert attention away from your actual position and turn to, you know, trying to destroy the reputation of the person, you have lost you have lost the argument you have essentially admitted that you cannot defend your position uh, the only way you can uh, defend your position is by taking out the baseball bat and slugging somebody over the head and, uh, and and that's just not a way to to get things done that's not a way to have a productive discussion and and I'll tell you what Nobody looking at the conversation from the outside 
is going to be attracted to that behavior, to that strategy. A person, a level-headed person, not not me, not my opponent, but a level, a person without, you know, coming to the situation afresh, is going to see the person, you know, as having to make personal attacks as the person who can't defend their position. And so, why believe their position if they can't defend it? And, and that's just, you know, it seems like it seems like. There's a there's a great deal of spewing our our dogmatic systems. Uh, there's a great deal less of us doing the hard work to figure out how they how those dogmatic systems cohere, how they make sense, and how they can be defended. How long should these episodes be, guys? I I have no idea. I I maybe. Uh, Send me a message on the Baptist Reformation. I, I don't think I really want to, to put a time limit on it. We just go however long and we'll talk about relevant issues. Um, you know, I'm not prepared to talk about probably 90% of the stuff I see on my wall. Um, I got an interesting conversation about uh, the role of government when it comes to outlawing abortion. And, and this is not the first time I've seen this this used. But people will say something like, well, uh, the government's not going to fix anything. Even if they outlaw, it's still going to happen. So we should, that's the wrong issue to push. We shouldn't be pushing the government to, to outlaw abortion. Well, I've got news for it. I mean, I mean, Romans 13 places that responsibility upon the government to, to punish wickedness. And, and by virtue of punishing wickedness, you're restraining evil. And, and that's just at, at, that's really the government's job. Anything more than that, they're, they're, they're outstepping their bounds. And so, yes, the government should, should make laws against murder. Uh, and just because murder still happens, regardless of the law, doesn't mean you shouldn't have a law against it. That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Moving on from that. Oh, yeah. That's, I, I do want to talk about that. I do want to talk about that. Uh, blogging. Let's go to Douglas Wilson's website. <laughs> and maybe some of you know what I'm about to bring up. These are... These articles are awesome. Let me find the first one that he wrote. No, no quarter in November. He's uh, pulling no punches. Um, PCA, rest in peace. And of course, this was published 10 days ago, so it's a little, little old now. Uh, but, he, but he basically talks about how the PCA, the, the Presbyterian... Uh, church in America, of America, I, I don't know, in, of, whatever. Um, is is in trouble. Uh, I mean, it, it's it's on the road to to death. And, and we saw that. I mean, there are a lot of people that saw that in uh, in the Revoice Conference. Before that, they were having a controversy over ordaining female deacons and things of that nature. And at any time, 
you know, uh, there's a concerted effort to, to bring females into ecclesial uh, uh, leadership, uh, there's, there's a bad omen. Uh, uh, harrowing. Uh, there's, there's, it, it's, it's, it's a harrowing uh, telltale sign of, of, of any uh, denomination's demise. Uh, we're seeing in the Baptist, uh, the Southern Baptist Convention, right now as well, with the people want, wanting to push for a female president of the convention. Um, now, PCA Rest in Peace deals with this idea. I, I mean, most of you, a lot of you, probably know that who Douglas Wilson and D Douglas Wilson was involved in the uh, in the uh, Federal Vision controversy. Uh, he was ac accused of being a Federal Visionist. Um, of basically taking, of also taking a position very similar to uh, N.T. Wright. He's since, I don't know if you could say recanted, but he's since dropped the, uh, dropped the uh, federal visionist tag and, and has gone without it. Uh, so, you know, I don't think anyone should wholesale buy into Douglas Wilson, but he, he, he writes excellently and he provides, uh, very good insight, especially into things like this with the PCA, because his his issue had to do with the PCA. The PCA was coming after him for his position, and so that gave him the opportunity to see just how fast the PCA can react to what they believe to be heterodoxical teaching. And it was quick. It was swift. Douglas Wilson was addressed swiftly by the PCA. But now, you know, you have the Re Revoice Conference and all that, and, and this kind of opening the door to homosexuality, transgenderism, and all this kind of Christianity, so-called, that wants, wants a foothold in evangelicalism, and they've done nothing. And people will say, well, the PCA just takes a while to, to react to issues, to get their things in order, to get, you know, to build a case and all that, and, and then they'll come down with a swift hammer of justice. Well... Douglas Wilson's point was, no, it doesn't take them that long to react. I know this firsthand. And so that's just a that's just a myth to get them off the hook. They could do something about this. They could do something about this next week. And the problem is, is that they're not. Now, there are a lot of good, solid brothers uh, in the PCA. I know them. I, I, I know some of them personally who are speaking out against this, who want nothing to do with, with Revoice and things like that. They want, they want to see their, uh, their denomination or, or the PCA come out on top on the Orthodox side of things, and they want to handle the issues. The problem is, is there's so many people that are, are going, that are kind of going into la-la land that the PCA is not able to really unanimously mobilize against the whole revoice thing. And so they're not doing anything about it as a denomination. There are people within it. They're saying things against it. But it's not... No discipline has been brought to the floor. Um, which is a shame. It's a shame. I think we should all pray for the PCA. Um, and brothers good brothers who are in the PCA.
they'd make informed decisions, and that the PCA does not go wayward like the PCUSA did. So, anyways, uh, yeah, no quarter November. I mean, he's he's writing all sorts of things on there on on DougWills.com. Do you see uh, another article he wrote was those bio logos belie- unbelievers. Um, if you've ever heard of bio logos, kind of a uh, theistic evolutionist theists. Um, so. Anyways, guys, uh, I think that's going to be it for our first episode. Kind of call this a soft launch. Didn't talk about a whole lot. Talked about some issues. Didn't get in, in, into into the deep, if you will. But my intention is to 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 uh, do this often. To have the good spell, you know, going whenever it needs going. You know, get it going. You need to get the people going. We need to we need to be able to address the, the Baptist Reformation. Here's the thing, I, I'm not going to sidestep the, the Baptist Reformation podcast, uh, its trajectory currently because we have 32 chapters in the the Second London to get through, and if I get distracted, it's going to take a decade to get through all of those chapters if we're going article by article, and so I really want to just dedicate that podcast at least right now to the the uh, the confession. And when the confession ends, uh, when we get through all the, the confession in a couple years, then we'll move to the catechism or something like that. But it's always going to be Baptist theology on there. That's what you're going to get when you go to the Baptist Reformation podcast. And here, you're, you're going to get Baptist theology here at the Good Spell as well. But we have the freedom in this podcast to take as long as we want uh, to address various issues um, from a gospel perspective. And uh, um, and and also from a Baptist perspective, more specifically. So <clears throat> we're going to talk about a lot of things uh, because every week, you guys know how it is. Every every week, multiple things come up, whether it be in the in the news, whether it be you know coming from you know theological circles or or what have you. I mean, there's always something going on. So there's always going to be something. There's always going to be something to talk about. Anyways, I'm going to go ahead and wrap it up. We're going to get this episode published. It'll be the first episode. I'm going to drop the episode, and then I'm going to... uh, I'm probably going to launch. Uh, So, (laughs) obviously, when you listen to this, we're going to be launched. Um, So, yeah. If you have any recommendations at all as to what we should do next, let me know. Send me an email at joshuasummer90 at gmail.com. That's my personal email, by the way, so don't blow it up. Uh, or, or just contact the Baptist Reformation over Facebook. Use Messenger. Or you can comment on our blog articles. There's several ways to get a hold of the Baptist Reformation. So let us know what you think. If you have recommendations, please let me know. It's always helpful. Give me your feedback. Um, but other than that, God bless you guys. Have a wonderful, wonderful rest of your weekend.